Oh wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph. It is here on this very podcast where each and every Thursday, I, your host, Joseph, and alongside my best friend, Kyle, talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. If you like this show, please, please, please hit us with a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us out. And if you really, really like us, then please drop a dollar our way at patreon.com slash badbit. But with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? Doing pretty fantastic. I am excited to be traveling up the East Coast tomorrow, uh, separately from you, but yeah. like we're going to be in Boston tomorrow night. I get to hug you and hang out and play some sweet, sweet indie games for Paxis. Dude, I know. We're going into ground zero. We're bracing ourselves <laughs> yep. into the coronavirus. We go. Let's do it. We're recording that, a day Sony. early. Yeah, take that, Sony. <laughs> we're, record- we're recording a day early. Of course, we're recording on Tuesday night as a recording instead of our normal Wednesday. And thank you, everybody, who gave us a bunch of questions this week. But before we get into all of that, we got to welcome our special guest, Enrique, from the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. Enrique, how are you, my man? Woo! I'm doing very well, gentlemen. I'm just really excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for the invite. You know, we had Mr. Babbitt on last uh, last week, and uh, that was an awesome podcast. So just a pleasure to be on here. Uh, can't wait to uh, get into these topics tonight and talk some video games. Oh, my God. First and foremost, I, I got into, like, the YouTube podcasting game, uh-huh. and I love how it's kind of – it's so different from, like – iTunes or like the the normal audio podcast that I'm used yeah. to because YouTube personalities just add that like shock jock vibe <laughs> but you also put in another element of factual calm and stable rationale mind. Yes. So I love your show. Thank you. Where can people find it? What do you guys and gals talk about over there? All right. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned uh reasonable rationale rash, like rationale <laughs> podcast because um I don't I don't want to say there's not a lot of those podcasts out there, but I see a lot of like uh, podcasts that, um, you know, are probably more Clickbait. yeah, like, you know, kind of like feed the fanboy <laughs> stuff. And uh, yeah. when I started BRAP, I, I never I, I didn't want to that wasn't what I I didn't start BRAP for that. You know, I didn't want to do like an Xbox centric podcast. I didn't want to do a PlayStation centric right. podcast because I play on all platforms. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was just it naturally for me it was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast set where we talk about games, we give um, our perspective on things, and we try to come at it from a rational point of view, as opposed yep. to this emotionally charged. I'm going to, you know, love my plastic, and no one better insult my piece of plastic, <laughs> or else I'm coming after you. No, that's that's nonsense, and you know, yeah. it, it helped us even as a very, um, you know, we don't have like. We don't have the most subscribers in the world, but we, we have like just under, we have about 1,500 subs. But mm-hmm. even then, we've had like industry guests on. Like we had David Jaffe on twice. Um, we've had, uh, who else? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. Um, we had uh, Greg Kasavin from Supergiant Games, um, which, yeah, yeah. We, and, and actually, I know him from my days as a game uh, uh, GameSpot moderator. And, the, and their forums oh, really? when he was yeah when he was oh, when he awesome. was writing reviews and like editor your chief for them um we've had christian allen on uh, he actually is a developer has worked on games like uh ghost recon uh, i believe he worked on halo 3 i think it was um yeah 
or ODST. I don't remember, but he worked at one of the he worked on one of the Halo games. But yeah, so you know, it's just we wanted to offer something different than Xbox sucks and PlayStation sucks because yeah. there's just there's so much of that out there. There's, it's crazy. There's so much noise. There's so much noise, and that's why, like when we when we made the trophy room, uh, one of the one of the golden rules right off the bat was, listen, we love all the consoles. Yeah, that's just right off the bat. Like we, you know, Kyle now officially owns an Xbox. I own a Switch. Like we play everything. We just love PlayStation a little bit more, and we're trying to come at it rationally. And then at the same exact time, if you do love something, you have to be critical of those things when they make a mistake. Like last Absolutely. year when play. PlayStation with the whole crossplay thing, man. We went at them for weeks, and they finally buckled. And that's <laughs> that's what we try to do is try to you know we bring our auth- authentic selves, which is you know we're gamers first, and we're the lover of games, and that's what the trophy room really is all about. Uh, with that, guys, gang, listen, we do have a lot to talk about. Okay, we're gonna talk about all the cancellations. Over at Paxis, because there's more of them. We're going to talk about GDC cancellations. We're going to talk about the Xbox Series X specs and what that means for the future of PlayStation and how they market the PlayStation 5. We're going to talk about the Resident Evil 3 demo that's on the way. Before we get into all of that, of course, we start the show with what we've been playing. Kyle, good sir. What have you been playing? Yeah, so this is uh, going to come to a shock for many of you, and I know Joe... Uh, when I when I hopped on this call uh, before you joined in, uh, Enrique, he was like, "I have I have serious questions for you, Kyle." Um, I, I I looked over at my uh, my PS4 shelf. I was mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, that game! I have not put in my PlayStation since buying it because it was talked about of how bad it was and uh, it, it it was such a letdown." Um, that game was Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I decided to finally see what all the hubbub is about, and I get it. I understand what the hubbub is about. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a pretty big letdown as a big Ooh, Mass Effect fan. Okay. Um, it just I I miss the characters yeah. from the original mm-hmm. trilogy pretty bad. Um, I I loved all the all the new uh, characters of each species, like the Salarians and the Krogans that, that are in this game are, are pretty cool in themselves, but. There's just something special about the Shepard trilogy um, yeah. that it, it's there's just something missing and it doesn't look exactly like a PS4 Xbox One era game. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like it's still stuck. How far? How far in are you? Oh man, I played for probably five hours straight the other day. Oh um, man, it's five more hours than I did. <laughs> Uh, I got like, I got the, stuck in a Sudoku puzzle. I was just like, I don't <laughs> want to play Sudoku. I want to play Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, it's. Parts of it are interesting. Um, okay. I, I kind of like the whole... Um, it happens very early on. So, I mean, it's an old game, too. So, spoilers, if you're worried about Mass Effect yeah. Andromeda. Go for um, it. Your, your, father, your father dies on the first Pathfinding mission you go on. And he gives you the, the mantle of Pathfinder. And now mm-hmm. you need to find the Golden World where everyone that's from Earth and, that, and the Milky Way galaxy is coming to find a new planet to inhabit before yeah. their planet dies. Um, and, and so I, I kind of like that whole thing where father is giving the mantle over to, yeah. I'm playing as, um, 
um, Sarah Ryder. Um, okay. Going, it's always Femchef in Mass Effect, like the, the right. female protagonist for me. And um, I, I'm excited to see where she goes in the mm-hmm. in the story. And I hope that some of the companions. Get, um, get a little bit better. Uh, well, I mean, as if they're easy on the eyes, that's a plus. But like, oh, it's okay. uh, <laughs> looking at you, any croaking out there? Hey, yeah. uh, and so like, yeah, I mean, it's Mass Effect. It's cool sci-fi stuff, yeah. but it's just to me, it seems stuck in old Bioware. It doesn't right. feel like a huge step forward, like it should have been. To me, it kind of just felt like a fanfic. Yeah, it didn't. There was something missing on in that game. Uh-huh. I couldn't. I couldn't put my finger on it, but like, yeah. And it, I also played. I haven't played it since launch. I know they smoothed out a lot of the bugs and a lot of the facial animations. Yeah. But yeah. um. But yeah, like that was one of my biggest critiques. Was it kind of felt empty. It just didn't. It didn't feel yeah. mass effectish. The first planet. Well, first planet after that first mission that you go on. Um. The the world the planet itself is so empty. Yeah. It just it's like a desert world and like you're just running and there's just some rocks and some Yeah, it's just some spiders yeah. over here. It does not feel lived in. It doesn't feel like it's exciting. Kyle, I'm to... cut you off cuz I really I hate this game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody out there who loves it. Whoa. <laughs> Listen, you're allowed to. You're allowed to love it. You're allowed to love it, but not me. Brap, what have you been playing real quick? You know, friend? it's interesting. I, I go through these periods where um I, I don't know. I, I find myself playing games that I don't think I would ever enjoy playing. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just uh, finished A Plague's Tale, which was um, an awesome game. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. Loved a lot of the stealth elements in the game. Um, I, I thought it had a, a good, compelling story. Kept The game kept me engaged. Um, so, I, How did you feel about the ending? Because, like, I played it, and I loved most of it. But, like, mm. towards the ending, like... It took away the stealth elements to me, or, or de-emphasized them, and then just was just like, "Hey, guess what? God mode," and you just started like, just wreaking havoc. To me, I, I didn't like that. I liked feeling always vulnerable. Yes, uh, that's that's actually a great point. Um, the, that sense of vulnerability is kind of because it kept you on your toes, um, yeah. and like at the end, I don't want to spoil it, but at the end, the, the last battle, it's kind of like, it's it's none of that, and then. Yeah. When, you know, it's weird. And then when you're, you know, you you're reunited with your brother, and it's like, like you say, it's like God mode. It's like I've arrived, yeah, it's, and it's like, well, okay. Yeah, there was just something about the combat itself when it tried to emphasize the combat that I just, I was, it didn't jive with me towards the end, you know. But yeah, no, I I, yeah. I could definitely see that, and you know, the ending was kind of like also, um, it was a little, I don't know, um. Anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, hey, we're yeah. back together, happy family. Like you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I, I just, yeah, it was very anticlimactic. That that would be the only real criticism I have of the game. Um, but overall, I thought it was a a, a fantastic game. Um, oh yeah, it yeah. was it was up there. It won a lot of awards in the trophy room awards at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. I really I really enjoyed that game. Again, for the most part, uh, for me. I'm back playing Apex Legends, baby. Nice. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what platform I'm on. I saw on. you sniping. If I'm on Xbox. Oh, yeah. Uh, is, wasn't that an impressive shot? I got to say, that was pretty my friend, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, my friend Luke Lore, he was just like, I wish I can get the shots you can get. And I'm just like, I know. One day you'll learn. One day you'll learn from the best. Let me tell you something. There is something with this newest season that has just reinvigorated the game for me, my love, my passion for it. Um, last night. 
was possibly one of the best gaming sessions I had alone, where my team, all of them died, I'm alone, and I literally took on the final four teams by myself, and I got that champion, and I never felt more, like, my heart was racing, like, beating out of my chest, like, it felt so great to finally come out on that win and just playing it with with people like Ray Martinez, who is a supporter of the show. Um, that's what makes it just so freaking great is having those conversations with fans, with friends, with everybody. It's it's fantastic. So that's what I've been addicted to over the past week. With that, guys, I've seen the clips on Twitter. You are impressive. me. What what I'm point impressive. do you just you leave us all behind? You just go pro. Honestly, I've been thinking about day. it. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then get kicked out of uh, the EA play, whatever that thing is. <laughs> anyway, with that, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, boys. But before we do, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that got us over to PAX East. Because of our support, your support, over at patreon.com slash badbit, we are going to PAX East. So I want to thank everybody. I want to thank awesome. our uh, Silver Plus members, Daniel Welsh, Ray Martinez, JB, the Purple Monkey himself, thank you all so much for supporting the show. And again, we're going to have our next goal that we're going to want to hit. It's going to be big and exciting. So over there, patreon.com slash badbit. We'll, we're, we'll we're also six, uh, six patrons away from us streaming the Unicorn Princess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And big shout out to Trevor Starkey. Nice. And uh, let me just get... Uh, Trevor Starkey and Isaiah Osuna, Hell our yeah. newest patrons. Thank you, Thank you guys so freaking much. So with that, Kyle, it's yeah. time to square up the news. The first news comes from Brianna Reeves over at PlayStation Lifestyle. EA cancels GDC 2020 plans due to coronavirus. Attendance at other industry events to be limited. Though news initially broke that EA would limit its attendance at the event in March, the publisher has since backed out entirely. As with other companies that have axed GDC plans, EA's decision is based on concerns over the continuous spread of coronavirus. EA's participation elsewhere will also be affected, with the publisher noting an intention of, quote, limiting attendance to other events, end quote. News of EA's GDC withdrawal originally surfaced thanks to a LinkedIn post from Alex Schur, ad product development specialist at EA. At the time, Schur reported, reportedly received an internal message stating the publisher would only limit its GDC presence. EA joins a handful of other companies to back out of this year's GDC, which begins on March 16th. Yesterday, Kojima Production announced it would no longer attend the San Francisco-based event. Both Sony and Facebook canceled their respective GDC plans late last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, this first, the news broke that Sony and Facebook weren't going to GDC. Now it's EA not going to GDC or Kojima Productions, which sucks because uh, Kojima was supposed to be like the headliner speech uh, at the event. This is kind of now getting concerning, right? Like, it's now... You know, last week we were all talking about, oh, is this for some reason PlayStation is afraid of Xbox and that's why they're not coming out to this event. And it goes to show what we were saying last week was totally right, which is, look, a lot of this is an international event. Mm -hmm. People are, you know, kind of quarantined or not allowed to uh, go on air flights or take trips uh, I know Sony is like on a complete lockdown because they are a Japanese based company that nobody can leave Japan. That's just that's what's going on right now. So 
my first thought goes to you, Enrique, because we were talking a little bit on your podcast about this. What are your thoughts about everybody canceling uh, GDC and even PAX East for that matter? Uh, honestly, I'm not even surprised that we've seen more cancellations. I mean, you know, we've seen um, the virus, uh, you know, have a tremendous impact on business decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at things like uh, the uh, Mobile World Conference, which was completely, uh, you know, uh, postponed because of the virus. Um, I'm not surprised by this. And, you know, it, it's I would I wouldn't be surprised if we hear more. Uh, things coming out of GDC, more companies, uh, you know, not attending. We know Capcom's not going to be, I think, at PAX East now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, Square Enix is pulling back uh, events that their their Japanese devs were going yeah. to be at, and now they're no longer going to be there. Like, it's getting serious. It, it, it is. And, yeah. And and you know, you know, I I we talked about this last week on Brap. I mean, you know, I, I saw people saying, oh, you know, this thing isn't that big of a deal. You know the the flu killed more people in 2017, 2018. I'm like, well, that's not really the point. Uh, the point right. is, is that the uh, points of pe- keep people safe. Yeah, you you you, <laughs> yeah. you, you stay ahead of this by, uh, you know, being proactive. You, you're not you don't yep. take this in a reactive way where you wait for the virus to just um, spread, you know, within communities yep. and you know, and then say, okay, well now we're going to cancel stuff. No, that's the last thing you want to happen because one. There's no virus. I mean, there's no uh, there's no vaccine for this. Um, And so you also want to make sure that um, your medical facilities are prepared in the event that there's, you know, widespread pandemic in the U.S. um, and, uh, you know, other countries uh, around the world. You want to make sure that, you know, you're prepared. But this whole idea that, um, you know, it's 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 not that big of a deal because more people have died from the flu. I think that's a little bit um, misguided. It's a little bit. It's misguided, and I think it comes out of a place of, of to be completely honest, just pure ignorance. Right? Absolutely, like, yeah. A lot, like I, I saw a lot of people going like, "Oh, they just don't want to spend money on this event." I'm like, they already sp- paid for that space; I, it's mm-hmm. not refundable. I, I actually, you know, yeah, I actually heard someone say um, they did this as a cost cutting move, and I'm telling like, you, my no. mouth just dropped. I'm like, what? Where? Yeah. Where are people coming with this? Like, like I just don't understand. Like, where? I, I don't you know I I just I don't take I'll never understand yeah I know I gotta take a breath I'll I just I will never understand that mindset like you know you ever seen that yeah. movie um uh idiocracy yes Look, I mm. I have this fear that we're heading down that path mm-hmm. yeah. when, when I start seeing Brondo commercials on TV guys I don't know <laughs> it's got electrolytes oh God Kyle what what are your thoughts on all this everybody backing out what what, what are your first yeah, I, I mean, it's the safety of everyone involved is of the utmost importance. I, yeah. I, I can't it it really hurts my brain thinking that people are mad at that. Right there. It it's yeah. comes. It's like the sense of entitlement thing. And like, you know what the best thing to do to fight this virus is just to not get sick and stay <laughs> stay safe. Yeah. Like that's the, the best way, way to fight it. And that's what these companies are doing. Yeah, and the one thing, too, that I heard about this virus is, like, 80% of the time you don't even know you have it until, like, the symptoms just hit you like a ton mm. of bricks. So you don't even know, and by the time you know, it's, like, too late. And yeah. again, listen. And then all the it, amount of people you come in contact with, it's just, like, yeah. it's bad. And even the CDC has come out and said, guys, shit's about to get real here. 
<laughs> so like when they, they didn't come out with an official memo, some guy in a suit and tie didn't go out. Yeah, hey gang, shit's gonna about to get you know off the hook. It's gonna be off the chain with this virus. But like, yeah, like if they're if the CDC is telling you, listen, things are about to get real. It's gonna yeah. get a, get out of hand. You want to take safety precautions. But with that said. This is another event that we're not going to see PlayStation with PAX East as well. We're having Xbox come out with their own blog uh, posts, with their own articles, talking about the power of the console. Uh, This leads into our good friend of the show, Luke, who loves lore, and he writes in, Great guest. Thank you. Uh, I'm of the mind that as soon as Sony announces everything, we'll forget the wait and be excited excited mm-hmm. accordingly this happened with the switch do you think the withdrawals from shows and the lack of news is hurting them truly i don't do we really think that the lack of news is is hurting them i'll go with you kyle because no. all we got is a logo no that's yeah backspace four type in five we're good um <laughs> I, I don't think it's hurting them at all. I, I think in other ways, it's kind of helping. It's at the forefront of everyone's mind. Like, hey, Xbox is showing this stuff. Yeah. Where's Sony? I mean, Why yeah, are they I, being silent? Like, I, I feel like more people are talking about the PlayStation 5 in, like, the PlayStation circles just because mm-hmm. nothing has been shown. And it comes into more of, like, well, are they working on this secret thing? Like, what are what are they holding back that they don't want to announce now? Like, I think it's... I'm yes. Am I bummed? I don't know what it's about. Sure, but am I more excited about what the future of this thing is? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some truth there. I mean, Rob wrote into the show. He's like, "Hey, is this is this actually uh, fake PR that that this is a mystery for so mm-hmm. long?" To me, I can understand. I'm getting antsy. I'm like, yeah. "Okay, just give me something here." At this point, mm-hmm. do you think, Kyle, it's going to be it's going to be like a state of play? That it's not going to be a live show? That um, at least announces it. See, I'm like, I'm leaning more towards like just a blog post. Just be like, hey, here's here's the PlayStation 5. We've got, we got two of them. I want to see something. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I also would like to see it, but I just, I my gut is telling me it's just another blog post. And mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe we won't see it in the blog post. Mm-hmm. But we'll see it on a state of play, but all the details about what the system will do will yeah. be in, like, a blog post. Like, I think it's going to be, like, a state of play. It's going to be, like, fast snippets, and then you're going to be, like, more news to come at, at you know, PlayStation Experience in May or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to end up being. Brap, what do you think, man? Do you think we're all going to forget this once the PlayStation 5 news drops or do you think that they're holding back because they are scared that the xbox series x is just so much more powerful <laughs> i'm sorry to be to laugh i see that that narrative out there and that's so far yeah man that's so far from the truth um look i mean once once sony comes out and says hey here's the playstation 5 and all its glory yeah people are gonna forget all, i mean literally all they have to do is say here's what the console looks like Yep. And here's a game that you can only play on the PlayStation 5. They'll drop some fancy trailer. And people will be like, yeah. oh, my God, did you see that trailer? It looked amazing, right? Yeah. I don't know. Look at Nathan Drake's pectoral. Yeah, like, like oh, did you see, you, see, you see the next-gen Nathan Drake, you know, bicep. It looks amazing with yeah. ray tracing. Oh, Ratchet's yeah. hair is so soft on the face. Yeah, right? Yeah, look, 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 at, yeah. look at Ratchet's hair. Every Everybody's going to forget no, about everyone it. Everyone will, and absolutely. I, I think... We're antsy because we don't know when the news happens. I and I'm predicting this right that now. 
first we're going to get excited. Then there's going to be a digital foundry uh, that's going to explain what the PlayStation 5 is. And then there's going to be another uh, digital foundry video breaking down between what's more powerful, the PS5 or the the Series X. Mm -hmm. That's what it's going to pretty much come down to at this point. Yeah. Uh, And then people, then the fanboys are going to argue which one's better. And they're... At the end of the day, they're both going to come out. They're both going to be very successful. They're arguing right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I'm not looking forward to? What's that? I'm not looking forward to going on YouTube at IGN and seeing the graphic comparison of Xbox Series X and PS5. I... For so long, they just look the same to me from PS4 and Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to see comparisons. I'm, I'm, I hope they don't go back into that. Oh, it's so they, they're totally gonna I mean, do it. We're... They're totally gonna do it. I know they are. Yeah. Hey, give us five minutes because we're about to do it. Kyle, what's the next story <laughs> on the list? Before we move on, I just that yes. I can't get over the image of this hip CDC guy coming out and just dabbing. And talking about the coronavirus, like, hey, you know what's going to be lit? Your temperature. So make sure you take Advil and, and stay hydrated, stay indoors. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. will PM. All right? Stay exactly. indoors. Don't touch anybody. Uh, this next uh, news story comes from our very own intern, Phil Spencer, from Xbox.com. Uh, what you can expect from the next generation of gaming. Next generation custom processor. AMD Zen 2 processor something we already knew 12 teraflops confirmed a variable rate shading or VRS. i'm gonna stop you right there yes go ahead variable rate shading this is actually pretty cool what it'll do is while you're moving right whatever you're looking at is going to be nice and crisp what you're not going to notice is that uh the environment around you is going to dim pixels around you so that you're getting the highest frame rate you can and it's going to look as crisp as possible continue Hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing, uh, SSD storage, yep, quick resume, multiple games at once, dynamic latency input or DLI. It eliminates latency between controller to TV and HDMI 2.1, eliminating latency from TV to box. Uh, Supports 4K to 8K and upwards to 120 frames per second. Backwards compatibility, Game Pass, and smart delivery. This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you're getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studios titles, including Halo Infinite. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X later. Now, that's pretty dope. And a lot of people say we have no idea what the PlayStation 5 is, Mm -hmm. right? Xbox is coming out in front. It's got this whole messaging. It's the most powerful console, probably will be the most powerful console. We don't know anything about the PlayStation 5. What if I told you... You're semi-correct. Put an asterisk on it because we know a lot more than what the narrative that's being pushed out is. So I made a list, right, of things that we know the Series X is capable of and the things that we know the PS5 is capable of. So first things first, let's talk about that Zen processor. The Xbox Series X does have a Zen 2 processor and so does the PlayStation 5. We just don't know how where it's clocked at, how the size of it. We don't know how capable it is, but we know it is the same in the same family. Uh, Variable uh, rate shading. Yes, on the Xbox. We don't know about that on the PlayStation. Ray tracing, SSD, and quick resume. That's on both consoles. Dynamic latency. 
is on the Xbox. We don't know anything about the PS5. 4K and 8K, 60 FPS to 120 FPS is a yes on the Xbox and yes, but to which extent in terms of uh, frame rate will we get 120? We don't know, but we know that the PlayStation 5 will do 4K and 8K respectively. So it's kind of, it's a kind of in that one. Backwards compatibility, yes on the X and yes on the PlayStation 5. It's just right now we just know it's PSVR and PS4 games that are backwards compatible. And then smart delivery. Yes on Xbox. We don't know yet on PlayStation. So with that, Kyle. But what about the flops? What about the flops? <laughs> the flops. <laughs> That's the most important part. Does, does, I know, man. That's content. what people on the internet are telling me. Yeah, I mean, Brap, you, you, you're itching here. Well, did any of this get get your blood racing? Because from what the specs have shown through the digital foundry uh, mm. breakdown is that this console is more capable than a RTX, what is it, 2800? 2080. Uh, on paper, yeah. Yeah, 2080, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on paper. Yeah. yeah. So does this does this get you going, okay, well, this is pretty damn rad. What's your feeling? Uh, well, you know, I the Teraflops thing, I, I knew about that. There was actually... Uh, confirmed to me by a developer um so i i knew that going like already um and mm-hmm. we talked about this on brap and i think on some other podcasts i'd mentioned and even in uh you know i, I would have like playstation fanboys say oh you know it's not 12 ter-. i'm like no it is 12 teraflops like i don't have any reason yeah. to believe that this developer would lie to me um mm-hmm. yeah i know they're working on games right now so um but anyhow i mean you know some of the stuff yeah obviously it's cool i mean this is a, a powerful console like there's no if ands or buts behind that i mean it's it's got some great features i'm excited about um you know the uh was it the variable uh i forget what you call it the um uh, rate rate shape. yes yeah. i think that's an awesome feature uh smart delivery is really cool uh i'm glad that microsoft's doing that actually that's that's one thing i hope i think sony does need to incorporate with the ps5 i think oh, they yeah, we'll definitely need to do yeah. that because if they don't i think microsoft markets the hell out of that um, smart delivery feature and why wouldn't they i think it's a very mm-hmm. consumer friendly thing and i think playstation 5 if you're releasing the last of us 2 um so close to the release of the playstation 5 let people take that that disc that they bought for playstation 4 mm-hmm. let it let it be and playable it on the ps5 over. that's just yeah. Yeah. why not, not right to ghosts too yeah your competition's yeah. doing it you should do it um but you know we we know how those things go sometimes um you know, uh, I, I will say this, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Well, I kind of do, actually. Um, Let's go down and do yeah, Let's go you down. Know, like, we're, we're, all we're, these, the specs are great. Look, and, and I, look, I'm not saying that it, that you should not be excited. I, as a gamer, I'm excited by yeah. the technology. I think AMD is very forward thinking with this technology, putting it in consoles. It reminds me kind of what they did with the 360 when, when the 360 came out. It was like more powerful than PCs for like a few months uh, when that came out. But again, the same thing, yeah. same mindset with AMD, very forward-thinking hardware. Um, and I'm excited about that. Like, that's cool. Like, this is going to be really cool. I'm going to start seeing some things that I've seen on my PC that I have right now uh, on consoles, which is, you know, like ray tracing, for example, right? Yeah. Um, we're going to start seeing these, you know, multi-core CPUs because uh, the CPUs were, let's face these CPUs are terrible, um, in the in the current gen consoles, not not very good CPUs yep. at all. But right. that being said, um, and I and I and I'm not trying to pick on Xbox fans, uh, but you know, 
I've I've been on the Xbox platform, tw- you know, I say twenty years, and I round it up, you know, um, <laughs> eighteen years. For it's been a minute. it's been a it's while, been a yeah. Minute. You know, look, I had the, your experience can drive a car. Yes, exactly. I uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I I, I had the privilege of uh, beta testing Xbox Live. You know, mm-hmm. uh, experienced the the Halo uh, 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 effect when that launched on the original Xbox. Yeah, but same here, same here. You know, all these features are wonderful, but I keep telling folks, hey, yes, be excited for those things. But more importantly than anything else is content. Like, I don't need Microsoft to win the power narrative. I need them to step up their game in terms of their output of quality first-party titles. Now, I said this on Twitter, and people went crazy. Oh, quality subjective. Um you know, but I mean, there is a narrative that like, let's let's all be real here uh, before Game Pass when we were counting sales, Halo 5 didn't do numbers. Gears 4 didn't do numbers and they didn't pan out critically or, or commercially that they wanted to comparatively to a Horizon Zero Dawn, which was and I still think it is their highest selling original IP on that console. Like it didn't sell like God of War, it didn't sell like Spider-Man or the last of us. And that narrative kind of builds and within perception, there's, there's truth. If the masses think this way and it, and it shows, you know, with the PlayStation four sales, then there, there has to be some validity to that statement. Oh, absolutely. Whether you love Halo or not. A- you know? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, but this is the kind of thing that I, and I'm not, and, and so I always have to tell folks, like, I'm not saying the Xbox sucks. It's, and it's ridiculous that I have to say that, but I've been mm-hmm. doing this for 40 years, gaming. I've seen Nintendo consistently put out games where we're like, oh my God. Like Breath yeah. of the Wild. I mean, playing Breath of the Wild. And I'm just like, isn't me? Yeah, it's 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 uh, breathtaking. And yes, that's yes. a game that isn't. It's not in 4K. It's not even in 60 FPS. Sometimes it's barely at 15 FPS, but we still love it. Kyle, what what do you think about all this hoopla about about this console? Are you excited for it? What what is the thing that has you the most hyped for it? I mean, I'm just more. I'm just excited we're getting new new consoles. I think mm-hmm. just being in the the year where we're getting new con- home consoles to put on our shelves and see where it's going to take gaming into the future is exciting. Yeah. Um, and I agree with Enrique. Like, uh, games for me come first and foremost. I've said this on this show so many times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what it does. Can I still play games? Great. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, uh, as far as, like, the features from the Series X, I really love the smart delivery. Um, I yeah. think that is so smart. I think that is genius. Um, it's like, it make, just makes so much sense. Cause yeah. like thinking of like from the, the PS3 jump to PS4 and 360 to Xbox one, where there was like a couple weeks where some games came out on, on PS3 and then were launched on PS4 and you had to upgrade it. You for had like to upgrade. Bucks. Exactly. Like yeah. it just, why not just have it just work? Yeah. Like I think and that's I mean- genius. We'll talk about that in just a second, but before we do, Marcus O'Neill writes in and he asks, it feels like Sony's strategy for the PlayStation 5 has put them in a position where they can only react to what Xbox does rather than control their own narrative. Is there anything they can uh, they can do right now to put Xbox back at their heels? To me, how I, how I read this is, 
no matter what, you're going to have that narrative anyway of mm-hmm. PlayStation versus Xbox. No matter who is saying what first, one mm-hmm. is constantly reacting to the other. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there is a, a there's there's no way to put Xbox on their heels unless Xbox pulls an Xbox One again. You know, where they fumble with their messaging. Here is an Xbox that is way more coherent mm-hmm. with their messaging. They are uh, 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 more bullish on the content that they have out right now. Yeah. Like, though we, you know, we were critical just a second ago about the content that they, they that they currently have with their lineup. We can't ignore the Obsidian and the Ninja Theory games. Like Hellblade Two looks mm-hmm. fucking dope. Yeah. Yes, Project Mara looks fucking incredible. So like they're bullish on their content, or starting to be. They understand what they have, um, and they and they do have this beast of a system. It now comes down to the price point. And that's really the thing that we we we, we just don't know. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, talking about Smack Pack. <laughs> Let's talk about the next story, sir. What was that? Smack Pack? Yeah, you know, you, you got Smack Pack? Oh, God. Uh, John Fingers from Smack <laughs> Pack. Like without Smack Pack. You're just practicing for Boston. That's, that's <laughs> <what you're saying. laughs> I told you, Enrique, this is what's going to happen. Oh, my happen. goodness. That's hilarious. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Studio commits to a free Xbox Series X upgrade. CD Projekt Red has confirmed that Cyberpunk Cyberpunk 2077 will get an Xbox Series X upgrade for free when it's ready. You should, quote, never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades, the developer said. In short, you can buy the Xbox One version in September knowing that it'll see an improvement sometime after your Series X arrives. There will likely be numerous other games with similar upgrades. Ubisoft has already committed to making Rainbow Six Siege available for the Series X when the console launches, and while it hasn't confirmed the use of smart delivery, we've asked for clarification, it's also promising cross-generational play that suggests you'll be using the same core game. Sony likely isn't standing still either. The console giant said that backward compatibility will help transition gamers to the PS5, quote, faster and more seamlessly, quote, than in the past. This was the most asked question on the show mm-hmm. from Jadis Von Middle, uh, from Rigo, and from Mr. Moody, who asks, with the recent announcement from Microsoft that your Xbox One games can be upgraded to a Series X version for free, do you think Sony is forced to take the similar approach? I go to you, Kyle. I, is I, Sony forced? For, or do you yeah. think they're going to do this anyway? That, that's that's the key word there is forced. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, uh, forced, I just think it probably might have already been in their plans. Maybe I'm giving right. them too much leeway. But I keep go- I keep thinking of, like, the the year that PS4 reveal event, that Xbox did their E3 thing, and then they came, PlayStation came out at E3 and just shut all the Xbox stuff down and mm. just, like, hey, here's how you share games, handing over right. a, a game. Uh, here's the price point. Here's no always online. Uh, what was that, DRM? Am I remembering that correctly? Yep. Um, so like I could see Sony looking at this and, and having that be like another bomb drop moment, even though it won't be as big for whenever this gets revealed. Like, Hey, Xbox has this. So do we. And we have this little tiny little thing more. And we know that Ubisoft is already working on, and we could assume others as well, but Mm -hmm. they've been outwardly uh, open about, Hey, guess what? 
the next siege. We're already the team's working on it, mm-hmm. or, the, or sorry, siege is being worked on for the PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. right? So like it's gonna be. We talked about it last week. It's gonna be cross plat platform between PS Five, PS Four, Xbox One, and Series X. So like these things are already being worked on, and yeah, I do think this is this is Sony giving or sorry Xbox uh, giving giving people what they want. And this is also Sony. If you could read read through the article, seamless transition. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. they're going to give you up-res games through their first-party lineup. And I bet some publishers will be greedy and ask for more money. But I think for the most part, you're going to see games just fall in line here. What do you think, Enrique? Um, I think you know. I I, I would hope will Activision charge me for for the 8K version of Call of Duty. Yeah, they will. Uh, that EA will charge you as well. Um, but I I think look, I would like to see Sony offer this, um, because it's just when I look at like we talked about the Last of Us two a few minutes ago. Like imagine a game like that you buy on the PlayStation four, and then you hear that it's coming on PlayStation five. Um, I think there's something to be said to the fan base, your fan base, when you say, you know what, you've supported us all these years, we're going to do you a solid, right? We're going to let you, we're not going to make you purchase this game again. And I think that, you know, I'm glad that CD Projekt Red came out and said this. Um, Because they're setting the standard. Exactly. And so I think that if other developers come on board and Sony's kind of the odd man looking out, I'm going to take Sony to task number one. Um, oh yeah, we will but do, I, yeah. I think that this it, it look it's it's just it to me it just it's just pro it's it's a very pro friendly consumer move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know with Sony, why, why not do it? Like it, look, you guys are making money off subscriptions. You, you talk about engagement. If you want to keep people in your ecosystem, keep keep your core base happy. I think that's one way yeah. to do that. I think Microsoft doing this is their way of also doing that like let's let's cater to our core you know we want to keep them happy we want to keep them engaged we know that you know the the you know the bangers aren't going to come out right away because that takes time mm-hmm. but here's some really cool features that we're implementing on our next generation uh you know hardware oh, yeah. and it's very forward thinking you know we always think about next gen we think about the next what next gen titles are going to be but this is kind of a next generation type of uh service if you will mm-hmm. or feature yeah. that current generation doesn't have so i think mm-hmm. Sony would be uh, smart to say, "Hey, you know what? We're doing this too. We, you know, we 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 you know we have admiration for our core fan base and for gamers. We know other developers are on board, like CD Projekt Red. We're gonna do this too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right? Yeah. And it'd be really cool if they do they do something like the one does with some of their games, where it's just like any first party PlayStation game you got." will be up res to the highest quality that we can give you at this point in time. Like mm-hmm. you plug in Last of Us Part Two and it's four K sixty FPS. Yeah. You put in God of War, it's sixty you know, you know, four K sixty FPS, no checkerboarding bullshit. Because yeah. to me, like all the eight K and the teraflops, that's great. Doesn't I don't really give a shit because I'm not upgrading my TV anytime soon. I just bought it last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like eight K is such yeah. a such an afterthought to me that both these consoles are coming out giving me four K sixty FPS. Fuck yes, yeah. I'm on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, let's go. But you, you, you know, know what's smart about that too, Batbit, is that yeah. it actually entices people to buy this next-gen console now. Absolutely. You know, so when I hear Jim because Ryan... my content's being supported. Yeah. yeah, so when I hear Jim Ryan say, we got to get as many PlayStation 5s in the hands of our consumers as quickly as, as possible. Well, Jim Ryan, this is one way you could do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I again, I can't wait. I I personally can't wait till we know what both of these consoles yeah. are, so we can start making that judgment call. Uh, Enrique, before we move sure. on, just just a you know a, a Twitter poster last year. When do you think the PlayStation Five is being revealed, and how? Do you think it's a state of play, or do you think it is a blog post? Do you think it's a a whole uh, event? <laughs> Even with the coronavirus, they're just like. <laughs> Come aboard. When do you think that's going to happen? Um, I think that we'll probably hear something in, uh, I would say, I'm thinking probably April. April. Uh, before okay. the release of The Last of Us 2, I think that they'll do a state of play. and I Because I, I don't mm. see Sony um, doing anything. All right. That's crazy. And then what happens, right? <laughs> Nintendo Switch it drops works. and it works. It sounds like Gangbusters. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. said, hold my beer. So um, yeah. I think they're going to do a state of play. I think that, you know, they'll reveal some information. They'll, they'll show us what the console looks like. Um, but I don't think we'll get... I don't think they're going to talk about Teraflops, to be frank. I think... I mean, why would you? I mean, you know, you, you know, because I think that's going to kind of drive the the narrative or put attention on them that they probably don't want. I mean, they they know, right? Um, yeah, they I don't think they're afraid of of Series X, and 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 I'll say this: um, you know, we had Optimus Code on, um, and Optimus, uh, who kind of has his ears to the industry and has worked in the industry, has said on numerous occasions on BRAP and actually today on Twitter. It's like rest assured that you know Sony isn't really concerned about Series X, as they are about getting the message correct and appeasing right. their core fan base. And I think that's the real message here is that they want to make sure they have a hundred plus million people. They want to make sure that they're appealing to them first, getting the message clear to them of what this thing is, what it's all about. I think you're totally on on, on the ball here because they know how volatile this industry is going to be with all these competitors because stadia ain't out of the race yet amazon's coming in microsoft's making some big plays they understand where they are where they're behind and that's why they need to craft a message that is more than just coherent that is appealing to all gamers i, I think you're, you're i, totally I yeah and you know we we know about bad messaging we've seen examples yeah. of how that can go south <laughs> right yeah, exactly. No, I mean, it makes or breaks a console. It makes or breaks a generation. When you're Sony and a third of your income comes from PlayStation, you want to make sure you get that shit right the first time. Yeah, absolutely. You, know? you, you don't want to go out there and Kyle? say, get a second job. Yeah, yeah. No. you don't want to get, no. I've, Kyle, I've done that in life. I don't want to go back. <laughs> Dude, too too much. Uh, Kyle, this is, this is a new story. Yeah. Just for you. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Go for it, man. Eli Roth is making a Borderlands movie. This comes from Ryan Gilliam from Polygon. The Borderlands movie is officially happening again. 
Lionsgate, Lionsgate originally announced a feature film based on the Borderlands video game franchise in 2015, and the studio announced on Thursday via press release, press release that infamous horror director Eli Roth will helm the upcoming adaptation. Roth, alongside producers Avi Arad, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Eric Feig will helm the production using a new draft from writer Craig Mazin. Mazin recently won two Emmys for his work on HBO's Chernobyl. In a press release from Lionsgate, Roth has this to say about the project. Quote, I'm so excited to dive into the world of Borderlands, and I could not be doing it with a better script, producing team, and studio. I have a long, successful history with Lionsgate. I feel like we have grown up together and that everything in my directing career has led to a project of this scale and ambition. I look forward to bringing my own energy, ideas, and vision to be wild, fun, and endlessly creative world of the game. Randy Pitchford and everyone at Gearsbox has have been incredibly supportive of my ideas. It really feels like a perfect storm of creators coming together. We are out to make a new classic, one which the fans of the game will love, but also one which will find new audiences globally, end quote. Gearbox founder Randy Pitchford will also serve as an executive producer on the film, as well as Strauss Zelnick, chairman and CEO of Take-Two Interactive. Okay, you're the Borderlands fan. Let's yeah. get this quick because we're running long of the tooth here. <laughs> Kyle. Are you on board? Because oh, yeah. with this with this game, there's a lot of characters. Yep. Right? Like who do you choose? Sure. What class are they? Sure. You're not you're not you're not worried one bit. Uh I well, when it comes to video game movies, I always have to be worried. Uh it's just mm-hmm. not a great track record in, in the grand scheme <laughs> of things. Um but I am I'm super excited. When I think of Borderlands, what a Borderlands movie might look like, I think of Mad Max Fury Road. Just like chaotic, yeah. bright colors. Uh, just you know, just badass action set pieces and and with funny quips. Not that Mad Max had funny quips, but like, yeah. just inject that into it. I don't fully trust Eli Roth. Uh, just okay. be totally. Why is why is that? Why is that? His his movies are hit or miss for me. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I I'm just happy that it's getting a chance to be on the big screen. He makes scary movies, and that's why I don't watch them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think if they mix Mad Max with Fury Road, or sorry, if they mix Mad Max, the Fury Road, with uh, Deadpool, we're going to be yeah, fine. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're absolutely. Yep. And with the, the writer of Chernobyl, mm-hmm. I have faith that this is going to be good. Brap, do you have any strong feelings, or you want to just head to the next story? Uh, I'm always on the fence when uh, video games yeah. is movies. <laughs> Like yeah. it has, I always go back to the Mario Brothers movies for some reason. Oh man! Uh, oh Jesus! Christ. Yeah, like that's like I think that like I think that like scarred me uh, when it comes to like uh, video games and, and their I, movie. I once adaptations. rented that movie before a Hurricane, and that was yeah. the only thing I watched throughout the entire storm. I watched it like eight I, times in a row. I, and you're like, you know what? Let me brace the storm. Let me go outside. <laughs> exactly. Let me go outside and Jesus take me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Eli Roth is an interesting choice, uh, considering uh, yeah. that he's done a lot of horror films. Um, I think he did like Hostel and, yep. you know, yep. uh, it's just like uh, he's going to get the gore down. Yeah, oh, he'll get he'll get that yeah. down. Um, you know, he'll I probably I, get I, the cheesy jokes as well. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just you know, you said uh, you said uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. I, I hope mm-hmm. it's not a clone of that movie. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. then it's gonna like it's. I think it's also how do you keep the cell shadedness? That see, it better not be like Tank Girl the movie. I, uh, remember? That. I mean, <laughs> they they got the producer that did Into the Spider Verse. Are we just looking at an animated Borderlands feature length film? 
That wouldn't I, be bad, I think that dude. would be cool. You capture that cell shading feeling of yeah. Borderlands. Fuck yeah. Me. We're making, you know what? Call us up. Yeah. I want to do the Spider-Verse for this. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. God, I'm all Do right. we get Handsome Jack? Sudden, maybe? Is someone going to play that? Oh, please. He's it's going to be, be Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god, right how, dude, that you, let me tell that would be a great yes. casting for Handsome Jack. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're both such douche or they play such great douchebags. Yep. Uh with that, okay, fine. You got me. I'm in on this Borderlands movie. Gotta go fast. Let's get into the next story. Uh, it's all about you. Oh god, I hate it. Matt Kim from iGen writes PS5 could collect your biofeedback via optional DualShock 5 attachment. Sony has filed for another patent, this time for an accessory that can attach to a PlayStation DualShock controller and sense the player's biometrics such as heart rate or even sweat. Sony is exploring a controller accessory that can collect collect select biofeedback from players specifically, heart rate measurements and electrodermal activity, a.k.a. sweat. Quote, there is a desire in computer gaming to provide an immersive and highly interactive experience for players so as to enhance the enjoyment of the player, uh, it says Sony in the patent description. This has become of particular interest with the increasing availability of head-mountable displays, HMDs, which are provided with the intention of fully immersing a player as in the in-game environment, end quote. The last part of the description is likely a reference to VR headsets, a field Sony dominates, at least in the console space. This means the biofeedback accessory could work specifically with VR games. Biofeedback is a field in gaming that companies have experimented with before. Common suggestions for biofeedback accessories include usage in horror games, where these tools can track when players are most scared. Health tools are another use for biofeedback, and Nintendo once announced the Wii Vitality Sensor for exactly that purpose before shelving the project indefinitely. Sony wants to see your goo. The entire time I was reading that, I'm sure if you're watching this video, you see me holding back some laughter yeah. at the beginning. Because I can imagine I you, Joe, you. sitting there with this attachment, with the headband, and you just yeah. doing the goo voice. Like, it's all over Ooh, my Here are my secretions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, Brent. <laughs> Listen, is this just me or this is actually a super dope patent? Because I feel like a lot of people are reading this wrong, that it was part of the controller. This is a, a could be an attachment or part of a VR controller. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, this is pretty cool because when they're referencing things like horror games, like, maybe the cam gets shakier. Maybe your accuracy decreases. Mm. Like, that, that, or things get scarier in the game, depending on your heart rate. Like... That has me excited. And and speaking of VR, like playing something like um uh what is the jump sector or something like that? Or vector I forget jump what sector. it is. Sprint that vector. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like playing games like that, having having it so that it tracks my heartbeat and maybe tells me through the game, hey Joe, you need to slow it down because you're a fat fuck, you're gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> like if that just pops up like ding, and I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. I need to, I need to take a break. Like I actually think that that's super beneficial. I don't know. Is that just me, Brap? Or, or does this does this rub you the wrong uh, or right? You way? know, I I really don't have an opinion on this because I I, I can't wrap my head around what they're going to use this for. It it makes sense. I think I heard you say VR. 
Um, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, VR, like, you know, like you're playing a horror game and you got to use a weapon, but you're, you know, your adrenaline is, you know, pumping and maybe you're not as accurate, you know, as, as you yeah. would be if you were more calm and that affects your aim. So, uh, maybe, maybe it helps create a more immersive experience, uh, like using VR, but, um, the whole sweat thing though, I was like, I, I like, what, what, what is that? Like, I'm like, what is that for? Like, it, I, I just, I, I can't imagine why they would want to know what my secretion levels are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, how do you apply that to a game? I mean, uh, I'm sure they have a reason behind it. I, I can't think of that reason personally, but hey, I, I can't listen. Either. Yeah. Listen, if Jim Ryan wants my goo, I'll oh boy. All of it. Ugh. All of it one burst, you know? Kyle, what, do, what, what say you? What say you here? Uh, I I honestly don't care either way. Um, How dare you? I'm sorry. It, but, like, that. you, the thing that would bum me out the most, and granted, this seems to be just an attachment, not on everything, but, like, if your heart rate is fast, like, your, your accuracy will be down, like, in a first-person shooter or whatever. Yeah. My heart rate is just naturally fast, so, like, that mm. would suck. Like, it would affect my game, and not that yeah. I'm... Yeah, and just like if you want it there, that's great. Um, have it have it an ability to take it on and off. Like yeah, that. like I, it's right. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it'd be somewhat cool for the people that want it. Now here's a question for the ultimate gamer. They write in: Do y'all think the PSVR is going to be a gangbuster next gen and continue to be the best VR in console gaming? I think for me, the short answer yes because mm-hmm. consoles are not going to have this thing. Yeah. It's like it's like PSVR versus Labo, right? Xbox has said <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want to fuck with it. So I'm, yeah. Is it gonna do gangbusters? I think Sony is still playing with the tech and trying to get it right. They still don't know what this thing is. So I'm expecting PSVR two to be a PS two, like how Shu said. You know, the original PSVR is a PS one to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I think. I don't think it's gonna be gangbusters, but I have faith that they're gonna continue to support it. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Let's get into some flash news. Flash this one, I'll, I'll take. I'll take the reins. Go ahead, Kyle. You've been talking a lot. I've been I'm talking fine. a whole lot about you. Yeah. Flash news: Resident Evil Three will be getting a playable demo soon. This comes from Benji Sales on Twitter. Um, he says. Resident Evil 3 will be getting a playable demo soon. <laughs> I continue to be borderline shocked at some of the pre-order data I have seen on this title, especially things I'm hearing about digital sales. Expecting RE3 to be big at launch. Are we kind of all underselling how big RE3 is going to be? Because I saw the... Did anybody see the gameplay demo yes. of this? I, that just re, 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 was revealed? Yeah. Brap, did you see any yes. of this? This looks fucking terrifying. Yes, yeah. it looks amazing. This has me so in. Rap, are you big into into RE3 Look, or I, the RE I, I don't like horror games, but I but I do play the RE series. Like I will get down with Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Mm. Um, I, this game looks. I mean, wow! Look, I just want praise be to Capcom. That's all I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> praise be. Yes. Kyle, what say you, sir? Are you in? Because I know with RE2, you're like. Eh. Yeah, it's uh, my my RE2 thing. It's like I watched someone play it um, just because I thought it'd be too much of a scaredy cat to play it myself. Uh, but with this one, I think it's to me, and I've talked about it, like my experience with the original game. Um, this seems more actiony than survival horror-y, uh, okay. if that makes sense. And that kind of has me excited uh, for this game for sure. 
I want to just tell you, you're the type of fan that ruins horror games. Why? Because that's <laughs> what Capcom will then appeal to, and then it's just an action game with no horror. Okay, fine. I won't buy it then. Duh. Please don't. Please don't. How dare because you? you're gonna end up doing. <laughs> you're gonna end up he, making a Deadpool three. He's gonna. He's gonna skew. He's that. gonna skew their data. <laughs> the data shows no, this, that this, they like action games, so we're gonna change the uh, <laughs> the no, premise yeah, of RE. No, that, Give it to me. But dude, I, I'm super, like the smart dodge system is awesome. So you're not just fucked if a zombie comes too uh, too close to yep. you. Like Nemesis fucking leaps at you. He runs at you. How scary is that? That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrifying. That looks like Mr. X is just like I don't know a guy with bad hemorrhoids who can't <laughs> walk fast. <Like> this is <laughs> this is real danger, guys. You know what? You know what's funny about Mr. X is like playing that game yeah. and thinking about my original experience when that game first came out. Like we didn't have head, like we didn't have cans, we didn't have headsets, right? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm putting on the headset, and I'm hearing this big motherfucker ch- walking out the <laughs> just boom, boom. I'm like, what? Oh. Is, I'm like, I'm like, this is not not cool at all, not cool. No, get me out. Yes, yeah, like that. Oh, so good. <laughs> now, do you think <laughs> this so demo good, is going to be like the RE2 demo where there's a time limit? Probably. Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so on board with this. April cannot come soon enough. It's actually same day as my surgery. Oh. Believe it or not. So I'm gonna pop a stitch, being scared as shit when I play this game. <laughs> Resident Evil Three remake. It'll make you Dude, pop I, a stitch. I'm Put gonna, it on the I'm box. Gonna be, I'm gonna be high off of whatever drugs that yeah. they got me in, right? And I'm just gonna be having lucid dreams of this fucking melty face guy. It's gonna be, God, it's gonna be terrifying. I, I, game, I can't listen. wait, man. I'm, ex- I'm so I guys. I can't even tell you how excited I am. Like that they brought this series back, dude. It, it, like we're getting Doom Eternal. Yeah, we're getting Ari. We're getting Final Fantasy VII. All these dormant franchises, or once dormant, or whatever, are reappearing in major ways. Yeah, and that's the thing that gets me the most excited. And they're all being reinvented or reworked on in such ways that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just setting just, the bar it, for remakes in general. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Well, it, I, I I really think Doom and Ari are sleeper hits that when they come out, they're going to be big. But with that, gang, it comes to everybody's favorite time of the show. Enrique, are you holding on to something? Kyle, are you holding on to something? Always. Good. Prepare the drop. Each and every week, PlayStation drops the latest and greatest in all things games on to the PlayStation Store front. The only problem is that there are way too many awesome games to list. So, each host picks one game of their choosing and talks about why they're so excited. This week of the 25th, Kyle, what is your pick? Bloodroots. In Bloodroots, the world is your weapon. Improvise and adapt to an ever-changing ballet of ultraviolence. In a bloody revenge quest across the weird west, betrayed and left for, left for dead, Mr. Wolf is hell-bent on finding his killer and enacting revenge, alone and vastly outnumbered. We both played this at PAX East last year. We both loved yep. it. I am so yep. excited it's finally here. I'm going to play the ever-loving shit out of this game. Yep. Same. Oop, I almost dropped my mic. That's how excited <laughs> I am for this game. Uh, my pick is Two Point Hospital. The hit hospital building management sim comes to console for the first time. Design stunning hospitals, decorate them as you like, cure very unusual illnesses, and manage troublesome staff that you spread your budding healthcare organization across Two Point County. 
Yeah, Medicaid for all. Just got hardcore. I love that managed <laughs> troublesome staff is part of the selling point. First off, a hospital sh- staff should not be troublesome. You want them to be very exactly. <laughs> No, real talk, I, I hear nothing but really positive things about Two Point Hospital, so mm-hmm. cheers to them. Hopefully you get a good launch, you know? With that, Brack, uh, Brap, did you find anything that struck your interest this week? Um, I gotta be honest with you, I did not. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I did not, you know, because I, I started playing uh, yeah. the, Wolf of, uh, the Wolf Among Us, and... Yes. <gasps> Yo, same. Same. Really? Like, I, How are you liking yeah, it? Yeah, like, I just... Uh, I was like, why? Why did not? I, did I, how come I didn't play this game sooner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. It's it's Same. it's really good, really it's good. So it's good. so freaking good. Yeah. Go get Wolf Among Us. It's like five bucks in a nickel somewhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. Get it. Support it. With that, we get to the final portion of the show. Andrew House's snail mail. Now, again, everybody's questions have been on fire. You could write in your questions at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You could send them in at the Casa de Bad Bit Discord server, or you could send your mail over to Andrew House. Pen him a letter. I'll jump in. I'll steal his mail, possibly some of his, you know, Turkish delights, whatever I get my hands on. This week, there are three pieces of mail that I stole from Andrew House, and yes, also his dog. Whatever, it was adorable. It's now mine. His name? Francis. Francis the dog. Sorry, her. It's her. Her Francis the dog. Francis With House. With that. Francis House is mine, baby. Marcus O'Neill writes in. This one's directed at just me and Kyle. He says, what you looking forward to seeing and doing most at PAX East? Kyle, what are you the most excited to I do mean, at besi- PAX I mean, besides hanging out with you in person for a couple mm-hmm. days, um... I, I'm really looking forward to finally, hopefully, getting my hands on a Final Fantasy VII remake uh, yeah. because I want it and I need it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, they announced like the the voice cast will be there for an autograph signing. That'd be cool to meet them. Um, I'm excited. I already have a list of a couple of indies that I've seen trailers of Ooh. that I'm excited to go check out. Uh, okay. Just being around games and no excuse yeah. as to not play them. Right? They're there. Yeah. Go play them. Like that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about seeing all the cosplay. Um, seriously, like people are freaking yeah, insane. So good. Like I do, like anytime I see an Overwatch cosplay mm-hmm. or Destiny cosplay, mm-hmm. I'm just like stunned. Yeah, it's just like the the amount of work and effort right. that gets put into over these, under. Insane. Are we gonna yeah. see five Sam Porter bridges at PAX? Oh, or at, at least yeah. Oh, at yeah, these fives are going over or yeah. under. Uh, I'm gonna say over. Okay. No, I'm gonna say under. under. I'm gonna say under. Okay. It'll be safe. All right. Yeah. Uh, maybe you see some Mads Mikkelsen's, mm. and I want them to go, mm, that's, where's my BB? <laughs> <laughs> where's my BB? <laughs> where's, where's my little BB? I love my little BB. <laughs> oh, my, by the way, that was, my, that was my game of the year last year. Wow, yeah, so same here. Yeah. Same here. It was so good in such the weirdest ways. Yep. Um, I'm also excited the most about meeting all, all, all my friends. Um you know, we're going to be meeting the Iron Lords on Wednesday night. Like, oh, yeah. awesome. we're going to be seeing uh, the SDGC crew. Like, there's so many amazing people that we're going to get to say hi to. Um, oh, so you're going to be you'll be with uh, Mr. Megative then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Megative used to be just, a uh, panel member on Brap. Yeah, it, it's. I'm just there's so many people That's that awesome. I'm I'm super excited to meet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board, man. This is it's going to be a great time. So. With that, it's going to be my first packs where I'm at panels. I think it's the, the the next big thing there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, a yeah. lot of really cool panels that we're going to go see too as well. 
again, ton of coverage. Uh, again, this Saturday we're going to record it, so it should be out on Sunday uh, for all patrons. Whether you're at the dollar tier, the hundred dollar tier, whatever tier you're at, you're going to get our coverage for PAX East. Uh, and if you're not a patron, don't worry. Next week's show, we will actually add that PAX coverage at the end of the show. So it's going to be one like probably like three hour episode of the show. <laughs> it's going to be wild. With that, let's get into our final two questions. Nate writes in, will Sony have a figurehead at the announcement like Jackie T at the PlayStation 4 announcement or Sean Layden or Shuhei when they announce a PS5? Honestly, I want the nostalgia br- bump of bring back <laughs> Kevin Butler. It's been long enough. I know a Kevin Butler. We will fly him out there wherever it is. <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah, my word. Yeah. Do you want do you want a figurehead again? I would like one. Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I, I don't think we have to go back to uh, people that have already done it. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. I, I love um Assad Kizilbash who who's okay. uh, in Sony now. I think he'd be kinda cool to do it. Yeah. Um I you know, realistically it probably will be Mark Cerny again. Um mm. Hello everyone, <laughs> it's me, Mark Cerny. I've heard a lot of shit being tossed our way. By our friends over at Microsoft, I would like to tell you, Phil Spencer, talk shit, get shot. End of discussion. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> I love that Mark Sardi impersonation, by the way. Let's do it. Oh, man. <laughs> Hypecaster writes in. Does Sony have, and this is the final question of the night, does Sony have any long dormant IP up their sleeve that will make waves during the next Ooh. gen launch? Okay, here's it's right to you, Enrique. You said something to Antonio that I want you to repeat for everybody here. What's a dormant IP that they could bring out? Siphon filter. Hell yeah. Do it. Hell Do it. yes. God, yes. Kyle, what about you? I mean, I'm... Um, Broken record resistance. Yeah. Give it to me now. Good call. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, oh, I just had another. Oh, infamous. Uh, I think that uh-huh. would come back in a big way. Sure. Like siphon filter. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love. I'm trying to think of some old school RPGs. You know, I'm thinking of a game right now at the top of my head. It's been 1,799 uh-huh. days since we've had the original Bloodborne <laughs> launched. How amazing would it be after 1,799 days? We get that announcement of Bloodborne too. I think it'd be beautiful. Hey, I think it's what I think it's what gamers want. Give it to you. You think we'll get it? <sighs> Honestly, heads will roll if I don't. <laughs> you know, I I always feel like Sony's really good at like doing things for their base, yeah. and I feel like yeah. if they rolled out a trailer like that, people would lose their shit. In a good way, obviously. I would lose my shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I think about it and I, and I get goosebumps. I'm just like, let's go. No, but I feel like, like they like they do that and people are like, oh my God. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hope that happens. It's, yeah. it's such, it's one of the best games this uh, generation. Game of the generation. Uh, I, I, I don't know about that, but I would, yeah. I mean, listen, just, just agree with me because Kyle always said, who's the worst game ever? It's game. With that, before we go, each and every month, our intern Phil Spencer 
gives me a list of names to read of all the patrons who support us at any tier. So let's first and foremost start with our silver tier members, Ray Martinez, Jonathan Brown. Thank you both so very much. Our bronze tier, Max Deckersmith, Todd Oxtra, Matthew, Andrew Farman, Catherine, gotcha, uh, Aaron Doherty, Marcus O'Neill, the famous, most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life, Sean Capri, our new tier members, Trevor Starkey, Isaiah Osuna, Billy Laporta, Timothy Ulf, Ribo Flavins, Garen Bland, Stephen Fontana, Nathan McErnie, Antonio, Alex Van Aken, Brendan Myers, Luke Lore, and Adam Kosniak. I think I got everybody's name right. I think I nailed it. Enrique, where can they find you, sir? Well, I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. This has been a blast. I've had, seriously, what a wonderful time. And it's nice to talk you, about video games and, you know, it not uh, divulge into yelling and mm-hmm. fanboy stuff. <laughs> I've only had to punch Kyle four times, right? Hold on, sir. Yeah. That's, you shut your mouth, it'll be a fifth. I mean, there, there was one crazy thing. That I heard was yeah. the whole that Bloodborne was is game of the generation, but right. yeah, that, some facts are really hard to hear. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you again, gentlemen. Seriously, it's been a blast. And um, uh, anyone who's uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for a insightful video game podcast on YouTube, you can come check out the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. We uh, broadcast live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Stand- Standard Time um, on YouTube. Um, and every once in a while, I'll do my brap rants. Um, those kind of just drop at the last minute. There's no there's no rhyme or reason behind it. It's just when I'm feeling a, a rant coming on, I you know, switch on the live button, just go live and start ranting away. So, uh, But yeah, definitely check us out on YouTube. And if you want to give me a follow on Twitter, follow us uh, at brap underscore podcast. So... Thank you again. I, I appreciate uh, appreciate being on and uh, had a blast. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. And again, there will be a link to his channel in the description. Uh, Enrique, you are in- amazingly insightful. So thank you so much. Kyle. Yes. Go out and pimp yourself, sir. Yeah. I, I, like I end every episode, I like to pimp myself. Who that Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, my show all about the kind of funny community called Best Friends Talk Funny at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. And if you're at PAX East, come say hi. Give me a hug. Give Joe a hug if he wants it. I don't know. I don't want to force that on Joe. Uh, oh, it's always consensual. Just yes. come up and hug me. Yeah. It's fine. Um, uh, be at PAX East this week. You can follow, uh, look at my Twitter or the kind of NYC on Twitter um, to see where we're at, what panels we got, we're going to be at, and just let's just have a great old time. PAX East, man. Yeah. It's going to be nuts. You can find me over at Mr. Bad Bit. You can find the show Twitter at, uh, sorry, at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. You can find the show at youtube.com slash bad bit games you can find the show on itunes if you could rate us five stars that'd be great we read it out here on the show and yeah any rss feed service you see so like spotify google Podcasts, whatever it is go out there subscribe to us it really helps the show grow so with all that said with all that out of the way keep hunting and keep playing playstation